Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast, coming to you from our new headquarters. But before we get into the first part of the two-part season finale uh, for season four, we are going to talk about some emails that we've gotten from our... Finally! We finally got emails! Keep them coming, guys. Um, So one of the first emails we got was a response to Megan's email uh, talking about her reaction to... The episode where Sin, I guess, when when Mary and the basketball team trashed the uh, gym. And it was basically just a note. uh, This was an email from Larry. um, And it was an email basically stating how it was also another inconsistent... um, Like the trashing of the gym was inconsistent with the character that had been established for the basketball team because, like, in the one episode when they skipped English class, like, the worst thing that they could think of doing was to go play on the swings. So that was what Larry had to say. And then we got an email from Katie um, who agreed with everything that we were saying about how season four is a lot better because they seem to change up the... Um, I guess, formula of the episode, or they've put a bit more, like, diversity in how they, um, like, give, like, give us content in that it's no longer that formulaic, like, Camden case of the week, we have some actual family drama, but the one thing that I actually really enjoyed about your email, Katie, uh, is that you gave us some, like, interesting meta, which we'd love to see if, like, the rest of our listeners agree with, um, she brought up the fact that it seems like they were setting up Lucy to have most of, like, what Mary's storyline ended up being in season four. We have in past seasons, you know, her being the one that's more into potentially having sex with the episode where she tried to initiate sex with Jordan through that sleepover. Um, Just general, like, feeling left out and, like, kind of acting out to... I don't know, get attention. Um, And then she'd also mentioned in the episode when the joint is in the house, um, Matt tells the Rev that he thinks Lucy is the most likely to get, like, to start using drugs because she doesn't, I don't know, she she feels left out and she feels like she doesn't belong anywhere. So, Um, but Katie pointed out that she thinks that they gave Mary the storyline because of, how, like, Jessica Beale's kind of bad behavior, which we've mentioned uh, before about that, like, gear magazine photo shoot. So um, she thinks that they started to take uh, Mary's character in that direction when Jessica Beale kind of expressed a desire to be off the show and just started doing stuff that they didn't want right. someone associated with the show doing. Um, so we want to know if you guys agree, especially because, like, Lucy really does do a complete... Uh, 180 in this season. I mean, you can tell by just listening to our episodes. We haven't done, like, we've had maybe one or two Lucy is the worst comments. And we're at the end of season four now. And, you know, she's doing Habitat for Humanity now. She's, like, kind of slightly still boy crazy, but in a more tolerable kind of sense. Although in this episode, it kind of returns. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're jinxing it. But, yeah, um, that's enough for that. Remember, you can send us emails anytime you want. But let's talk about the episode. Yeah, uh, so today we will be covering um, part one of the two-part season four finale. Um, The title is Love Stinks, part one, or in Germany it is called Broken Hearts, part one. And the IMDb user synopsis is, Robbie Palmer is finally back and convinces Mary he's a better man, but gets no credit from Eric and his spiteful ex-Cheryl 
promises to paint a grim picture of him. Simon's Dina cowardly avoids breaking up honestly. Lucy dates Robbie's stepbrother, Ronnie, meanly discarding Andrew Nalos, who won't just take that. Matt must choose between Heather and Shauna, who is back from New York for a summer job, but so is her enterprising NYUC date, Brett. The parents plan to dissuade Mary from skipping college by charging her board, but her answer is worse than they could fear. Ruthie's perfect classmate, Bert Miller, generously offers to be her boyfriend, but she greedily asks for more presents. <laughs> okay. Um, so what was your first impression of this episode? This episode was weird. It felt like everyone forgot how to act. It was paced really weirdly. I like was very uncomfortable in my own skin watching it. Um... I don't know, like, it was, like, bad tingles, not good tingles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I don't know, it, I think, though, you said it best, they put too much. And, yeah. And there's a lot of, like, inconsistencies. They've completely rewritten history at some points, and I feel like we needed another episode in between to explain everything that they just randomly brought up in this episode, so, meh. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll start with the cold open. Which was crazy long um and it starts like outside of church yeah this seems like a new set we've never seen i feel like we've not seen this set before i think we have i don't know maybe we have but it's it felt like a set that's underused um i don't even really know what's happening matt's there with heather because heather's back um they've decided to spend time together because it's stupid they're friends um and heather lets us know that sean not heather Heather walks away. Um, Annie comes up to Matt, and she asks about Shauna. And Matt says that Shauna's back for the summer, but they haven't seen each other yet. Um, And then Annie is talking to the Rev about Matt's situation. And then Annie says that Shauna and Matt are back together? Yeah. Which, when did that happen? It didn't. (laughs) So why? Or that they've been together? I don't know. I don't know. So... There's that, I don't know, then Simon is, Simon, no, well, they yeah. set up, um, oh, Simon is, like, taking care of the boys and some other... No, he's looking for Dina. Yeah, because Dina was supposed to meet Simon at church and never showed up, uh, and I don't... Th- Ruthie, then, Ruthie, show, Ruthie comes up. yeah. And we... This was stupid and had nothing to do with the rest of the episode, but she ate all the donuts in the post-church reception, like, that that were for the post-church reception. Um, They were specifically powdered donuts, so when she lied about it, she, like, couldn't get away with it. And she says that the devil made her do it. And it's never, like, revisited, but what, (laughs) what does happen is we get introduced to Bert, who is in Ruthie's class, and they have a project to do together. And it's made very clear right away that Bert is enamored by Ruthie, and Ruthie is annoyed by Bert. Um, And then they run into Lucy, who is like, wait, no, no, no. Uh, Annie asks Simon where Lucy is, and he's like, she went to go get Mary. And it cuts to, like, the back of the church, where Mary is just standing outside. Uh, Lucy's standing outside. Okay. And Mary comes out. She's like, you need to come back inside. And Lucy's like, I'm trying to avoid Andrew Nalos. Oh, yes. Um, and she's like, 
I thought you guys were like, you know, dating. And then she's like, it was we only dated for a week, which also is did not happen. They went on one date, um, but she's basically like, oh, his parents are really weird, and I don't want to see him. Uh, we have like I we get it's really great when we're kissing, but as soon as we stop kissing, he drives me crazy. Um, so then everybody is waiting for the. <laughs> so they're in church and they're waiting for like the mass to start and there are some weird shots it shows like lucy looking very lovingly at someone but then it cuts to the rev who is also staring back and it looks like they're giving each other eyes and then it cuts to annie who is kind of doing the same thing and then the door opens and everybody turns around and they're like oh no not here and it cuts it and it is like it cuts to robbie coming through the church with, um, well, someone who we later find out is his brother, um, who looks much, much older than him. And Mary's very excited because she had just said, oh, you know, I think things with me and Robbie are completely done because I haven't heard from him in months, but then he's here. And Lucy's, like, very excited because he's with a cute boy. <laughs> and Annie and the Rev just are horrified and look at each other like, oh, no. And that uh, is the end of a very cold, long open. Nope. Very cold. <laughs> it's very cold. Um, it was very long. I don't understand. Why it had to be so long. I also don't understand why Mary's reaction was what it was. I thought we'd gotten up to the point where we were okay with how Mary was reacting to Robbie. Like, why is she happy that he's there? Well, we later find out they say that she's praying for this, so like... I don't know, from the episode when they were all praying for things. things. I don't know. She's apparently kept it up, and I don't know. I guess she thinks that this is her prayers working. I don't know. So we're going to start with Ruthie, who yeah. is a pretty short... Uh, this was, like, something they could have done away with, although it was, like, I think pretty I, humorous, yeah. I guess. Um, so Bert comes over to do a project with Ruthie, and she's still, like... I just want to talk about Bert for a second oh, before yeah. he meets up with Ruthie. Um, so Bert is, I'm assuming he's a vegan because he also doesn't get like, he doesn't eat byproducts of dairy. Yes. Right? So he's a vegan, but then he's also juice intolerant and has problems with gas, carbonation. Um, so he's a millennial question mark. I don't know. Well, he is I technically. Mean, yeah, he is. But it was before millennials were millennials, though. He he coined everything. Um, he was the first hipster. <laughs> so, yeah, they are working on their project together. Um, and, like, we keep getting the idea that, I don't know, Bert, like, keeps saying things to Ruthie, like, how he, he's like, oh, you are so pretty, you look like a Powerpuff girl, which is apparently um, some sort of compliment. And he's like, oh, well, I love you, will you be my girlfriend? He gives her a gift. Yes. It's a glass cat, and she really likes it. Um, so Ruthie says, if you continue to give me gifts and <laughs> do whatever I say, I'll be your girlfriend. And he's like, deal. So business transaction done. Um, yeah. Annie finds out about this. And Ruthie's, like, really excited because she's figured out how to hack relationships <laughs> to get, like, to get everything she wanted from them. And, and Annie gives, yeah, Annie gives a little lecture that's like, oh, I don't think you understand what relationships are. You can't just, like, expect, but like, what do you give, like, 
Bert, you can't just expect Bert to do things for you and do nothing in return. And Ruthie makes a good point. She's like, well, he's just happy to be my boyfriend, so um, he is getting something in return. And we find out that he maybe might want something more because apparently he's told people in his class that Ruthie loves him and Ruthie will not abide by such (laughs) slander. They, well... She actually, they're all like teasing her. They're all making fun of her at school. And she's like, take it back. And then he walks in and she's like, what are you telling everybody? Um, And she kind of breaks up with him there on the spot in front of all these other kids who were just bullying her. Um, And Bert turns around for a second and then he like turns back around and he he starts to cry. And Um, he's like, what? And we like, it's, it's, you know, it's supposed to be one of those moments where we see that Ruthie like realizes she might have done something wrong. mm -hmm. And then... The boys of Ruthie's class surprise us all. Uh, well, it's like actually kind of weird because they just say, "You made him cry. You're gonna be in trouble." And I'm like, "But is is she really like? Who's gonna? I don't know." Well, I thought it, it kind of made it seem like they were like. It kind of made it sound like you're gonna pay for that. Like it was oh, like one I of thought those, it was gonna like, be like the teacher's gonna find out and like. I thought they were, like, standing up for their homie or whatever. Oh. But the thing that I was, like, shocked by is, like, I feel like usually in television and the way the world works, like, boys that age, when they see another boy crying, they are usually making fun of him. But they were, like, coming to his defense. And I was like, oh, nicely done. Um, one last thing about the storyline. Bert, who I'm assuming will probably return in the next episode because it's a two-parter and we have to resolve this, is played by Scott Terra who is most recognizable from his role in the Disney Channel original movie, Motocrossed, but also uh, as young Matt Murdock in the Netflix series Daredevil. And that's Ruthie's storyline. So what will happen next? Uh, and, okay, yeah, Simon. <laughs> so as we mentioned, Dina was not in church, um, and one of Simon's random friends named Wade shows up. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. And so Simon is just like taking care of the boys after church and Wade comes up and is like, Hey, um, somebody saw Dina with an older guy at the mall. Um, and Simon at first is like, Oh, it's probably her brother. He's home from college. And this kid's like, Oh, he, she, she wasn't hugging this guy. Like it was, uh, her, her brother. Um, so Dina's having some intimate hugs with strange men at the mall. Uh, Apparently he looks slightly older too. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, you did say that. Brother, yeah. So, um, Simon is like, oh, I need to get to the bottom of this. So he just starts calling, well, he calls, I think he calls Dina and gets, gets through to her the first time. He gets through the, through her father. Right, but at first she... No. Okay. So she, <laughs> so he gets through to her father, and he makes up all these lies about, like, oh, well, first he's like, no, Dina's not home. Um, I don't know when she's going to be home. We blah, gather blah, blah. that he's, like, Simon's called multiple times because uh, Dina's dad's like, for the fourth time, no, yes, no, blah, blah, blah. And then when, uh, when Simon hangs up the phone, we go back to Dina's house, and we see Dina's there all along. And... Her father's like, oh, you need to tell him the truth or, like, what's going on. Um, And Dina's like, I just can't. He's going to be so sad. Um, This continues until uh, Dina shows up at Simon's house. Um, Simon goes in. No. 
first. Wait, yo, this is right. I <laughs> This was a very strange episode. It is. It was really weirdly paced. Um, so Dina comes over. Simon goes in for their, you know, usual kiss, hug, and Dina's like, no. She so. turns away. Um, Dina is... Simon, like, right away asks about this gentleman at the mall. And he's like, he's not a guy. He's my cousin. Yeah, which which is weird. Why <laughs> was she hugging her? Cu- I don't know what like a more intimate hug is. Like what? Uh, just, nope. Um, so, uh, but Dina still does say that like I think we should see other people. Yes. Um, and Simon's kind of left reeling. You know, I think he like makes an attempt to make things work, but um, he's like I don't want to see anybody else. And she's like, but I do. And then they like she leaves. And then Simon goes, and he needs to dig more, like more into it, and trying to get to the bottom of this, like you said. So he calls Brenda Song the eighth grade gossip. Her name is Cynthia on the episode. Brenda Song, obviously, everybody should know, is from the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Cody. <laughs> Zach and Cody, Wendy Wu, homecoming warrior. Um, um, plenty of other. Th- oh, she was in the Facebook movie, The Social Network. Um. Wasn't she in that, oh my god, wasn't she in that uh, Disney Channel movie that um, Justin Timberlake was in, Model Behavior? No, 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 she was in the one where, no, I know, Stuck in the Stu- Suburbs is the one that she was in. Oh, okay, she they're very similar. Yeah, they are, yeah, okay. about, yeah. Okay, um, so she does some, di- well, we think she does some digging, um, and she reports back to Simon and says that, oh, Dina, you know, I spoke to this girl who has a friend of this other girl who is dating this guy who goes to another school and yeah Dina is dating an older guy from another school um and that's who she like she lied to you it wasn't her cousin that's who she was at the mall with and um I think that's about that, that that's all she says but then when Brenda's song hangs up we see that Dina is there coaching her <laughs> well brenda song also in that conversation does say like i think that you should be looking for other people oh, okay. which is also part of the dialogue that um it's like dina's whole like right thing is to get i don't know simon to move on and brenda's song's like maybe you should just tell him the truth and dina again is like no i need him to hate me because if he hates me then it won't make him so sad um what is she hiding <laughs> um this ends with a very weird scene between Dina and Simon. Simon gives oh. her a little gift. They get engaged. Um, yeah, so it's her birthday, or her birthday's coming up. Yeah, it's an early birthday gift. And it's a promise ring. Actually, I like before he, she opens the box, I was like, oh, is that a ring? Jokingly, because, you know, they're children. But it is a ring, and it's a promise ring. Yeah, and Simon's like, even though you want to see other people right now, I know that he's like, in the future, we will get back together and I want you to think of me, and we're going to get married because I'm giving you this ring, and we are 13. But Dina's like, in light of everything that's happened between us, I cannot accept this. Um, please take it back. And Well, she also like kind of gives away her like little plan because she's like, I don't want to see other people either, but I can't accept this. And Simon's like, wait, what? And then she kind of goes away. So that's... The unresolved thing in Simon's storyline. Will he find out what Dina is hiding? Will they get back together? No. Will they get married? No. Damn. So, I know. I would love to see what she would wear to the wedding. <laughs> She's just always killing it. Um, 
so she was like depressed in this episode. She was so she was. Yeah, but still not, killing it. Yeah, yeah. It was like nothing too. Dep- not many statements. Just like run of the mill. Depression chic. Yeah. Um. So then we've got Lucy. Lucy. Oh my God, she really was the worst in this episode. So yeah. just as a uh, because I guess like. It's confusing. Yes, it is. First of all. So, um, after the cold open, we meet the other guy that came in with Robbie, and his name is Ronald. Because the brothers are Ronald, Rick, and Robbie. <laughs> uh. Ronald is Rick and Robbie's stepbrother, and he spends most of the year with their father or their mother. No, he's in college. Yeah, no, but like oh, oh, he's okay. coming, like he's staying, for the summer he's staying with them. But that's why we've never heard of him before also. Yeah. Um, and he's very much, well, he's heard all about Lucy from Rick. Now, Lucy's proud of this fact, whereas I think, I mean, it like connotates bad things for Lucy. Um, and Andrew sees this whole thing go down and he's like, she has a boyfriend, it's me. And Lucy's like, not now, Andrew. And I'm very single. Um, yeah. So like, they end up like setting, basically, Ron, Ronnie, I'm going to call him Ronnie because of the, <laughs> the user summary. Ronald's like, oh, I hear you really like... Going to the movies. Um, so, which is code, obviously. obviously. Uh, uh, so Lucy's like, maybe we should set something up. So he says that he's he'll call her. Um, this kind of culminates in a date. Well, for some reason, instead of any of this, he just comes over to the house um, and... I don't know, they're sitting there, not really talking about anything, just like, he's like, oh, I can't believe that my par- like your parents let me come over, and I don't know, and then they start making out, and then the Rev walks in, and they stop, and that's about it. Yeah, um, Ronald has some interesting things he says in this, specifically that he tells the Rev that he will not take Lucy to a motel. Yeah. Um, we, he's like, oh, I can't, like, I know that your parents hate Robbie, and Lucy says, well, I don't think they're that fond of Rick either. So, again, I don't understand how Ronald ends up being allowed there. Like, he has a very valid point. They never explain that. Um, this ends with Andrew going up to her and basically having, like, his big love speech. Uh, they're in school the next day. Andrew's like, oh, you were clearly with him. And Lucy says, yes, we, like, he came over, we had a date. And Andrew's like, you know we're married for each other. So instead of pursuing you like I am, I'm giving you one last chance. I'm going to give you this one speech, and then I'm going to walk away. And if you don't want me, I'm gone forever. So he says all these things about, like, how he knows who Lucy is. Um, talks about, like, her work for Habitat for Humanity, how she snorts when she laughs, how she isn't afraid to eat, eat lunch meat, how sometimes <laughs> she doesn't eat lunch because she's giving the food away to... The homeless person at the park, and she's really pretty and she's smart. Blah blah blah. Lucy's like, "How do you know this? We only went on three dates." And he's like, I "Which need they didn't even go on three dates. dates. They went on one date." Yeah, and unless ever, all of this happened off screen, be- I, guess. Well, I guess. Um, he's like, "I knew from my first date with you," and he walks away and she calls <laughs> his name and he stops and he turns around and he waits longingly and then she doesn't say anything and he's like. You were this close. Um, so what will happen... Um, with uh, Andrew and with Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
okay. Side note, Ronald looks like he is not a college student. He looked older than Jordan, and Jordan looked really old. Yes. So, um, what will happen? Although it seems like Lucy has missed the window window of opportunity to date Andrew Nalas. Um, we'll go to Matt next. We'll do Mary at the end. Yeah. So, Matt's entire storyline has... Is back to every all of the worst things that they could possibly think of for him. Yep. So, again, as it was in the last season, season finale, um, Matt is stuck between a Shauna and a Heather. Uh, uh, and... I don't know. So they, um... So first, the first scene we really have with him after the cold open is he's, like, cleaning things up in the church or something. He's in the church with Heather, and it's just the two of them. And he's like, oh, I have to go meet meet Shona for coffee. And when he leaves, um, they just kind of, the camera just stays on Heather, and she kind of looks very sad. And we gather that, oh, Heather is still in love with Matt. Um, and... At Matt's, like, coffee meet with um, Shauna, we find out that Shauna's there for the summer because she's working at the hospital in Glen Oak for the summer, that she no longer drinks coffee. Because of her roommate, lover, Brett. She eats vinegar on her french fries because that's how the British do it, and she calls the Atlantic Ocean a pond. Yes. And... Matt's very put off by this, and this gets even worse because <laughs> Brett shows up. Yes. Uh, out, out of nowhere, uh, he somehow also obtained a job at the Glen Oak Hospital for the summer because why not? Um, he was supposed to be, like, staying in New York, but he just left that all because he had to follow Shauna, who I don't understand why people are fighting over Shauna and Heather. My biggest problem with all of this is that Heather and Shauna have no personalities, so well, I don't know why Matt is so torn. Um, anyway. Brett ends up being at Shauna's apartment like later on, um, and we find out that they've been dating. But we found out that they broke up before she left to come to Glen Oak for the summer because she says that, oh, I didn't really have enough time to... Get a, like I jumped right from the relationship with Matt to the relationship with with you, Brett, and I should have taken more time. Um, and I just uh, I came back for Matt. we like she she says later that she came back for Matt. Uh, and he's like, and that Brett followed her because he's not Matt. He's not going to give up on Shauna at all. Yeah, he's like I. We will be together again. Um, and when this happened, as this is happening, um, Matt's complaining to John about the fact that Sean is not the person that he used to know, that, you know, he, like, that Brett is here. And John's like, look, the reason that you're so upset about all of this is not because of Brett or because of Shauna. It's because you are actually in love with Heather. Right. And then, very uh, fortunately, uh, Heather shows up at the door. Well, this is later. Yeah, but isn't it the next Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Heather shows up... Um, I think we're supposed to gather, though, that it's the same day. Um, and she tells Matt that she loves him. Um, so And Matt doesn't say a thing. Um, he just, like, kind of nods his head the entire time, and then she leaves. And then Matt goes on a date to the movies with Shauna. Well, no, wait. <laughs> what happens in between this is... 
that Matt goes to Heather's house for some reason. Oh, right. And they have an entire conversation. No, this that- happens after. Oh, okay. Um, after the date. This is the, that scene is the last Matt scene. Okay, so on the well on the date, uh, they're waiting for a movie to start, and both Matt and Shauna say, "Oh, I have to tell you something." And he tells um, Shauna to go first. Uh, she's like, "I want came back because I want to be with you, and I think that I love you, or whatever." And she's like, "Oh, what did you have to say?" And he's like, "Oh, I forgot because he was obviously going to say that he loves Heather," um, and. Then, and the last scene yes. is absurd. Um, right. So as Aaron was saying, he shows up at Heather's house. Um, his mom, her mom says, don't break her heart and or don't hurt her. And Matt says, I would never do that. And then Heather comes out. Matt declares his love for Heather. And she's like, good. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to break up with Shauna. Because apparently they're dating again. And um, and they then, wait, so Matt's like, I have to tell Shauna. And Heather goes, yes, you need to tell Shauna. You need to tell Shauna that you love me. And then they go back and forth just talking about how Matt is going to tell Shauna. And then at some point the conversation changes because Heather's like, you shouldn't tell Shauna. <laughs> Oh, yes. She does change her mind about not telling Shauna. I just... I don't... The dialogue was so, like... I don't know. Did somebody else write this episode? Because it was bad. Not not good. But what we get here is... Another poorly done two-part episode. Is, um... The, like, cliffhanger for Matt's storyline is... Matt and Heather are in love with each other, but the only thing standing in their way now is Shauna, who has something going on with Brett. So that there's that whole thing. Uh, so will Matt tell Shauna what's really happening? It's written by Brenda Hampton. Brenda, come on. And Sue Tenney, who writes a lot of the episodes, too. So I don't know what happened here. Um, so we'll end with, I guess, the most plot-driven storyline, which is Mary's. Like, she has the most things happening to her or around her or related to her. So as we mentioned, Robbie shows up. Uh, Robbie, after the cold open, Robbie and Mary are talking, um, and he's there firstly to apologize for the way he acted at the motel and like taking her to the motel and lying. And secondly, to tell her that she, he spent the last three months changing. (laughs) Apparently changing for him is going to church every Sunday. Uh, and because it, he goes to church because it makes him feel close to Mary, even when he can't physically be close. Uh, And he kind of like, so he says all these things about um, I'm a better person now and the reason I'm a better person is because I want to be the kind of person who you don't want to punch in the face. And he walks away without like any other thing said there and Mary's kind of like left for a loop. So Mary shows up looking like a mother in a minivan outside of Robbie's house, and they get back together. Uh, like, I mean, is there anything else to be said about that conversation? No, uh, that's uh, it. They, yeah. they kiss. She says, don't hurt me, Robbie Palmer. And he's like, don't punch me in the face, Mary Camden. <laughs> and she goes, I won't punch you in the face if you don't hurt me, Robbie Palmer. And Which and, is the only quote on IMDb for this episode. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Did you, did you know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. I just said it. Yeah. Um, 
they he ends up showing up uh, I guess like at a, on a different night or that well, night. Well, so, no, the sidebar in between this is that the Rev gets a call from Mary's high school oh, right. guidance counselor. Um, and this is even before they know that she's gone to talk to Robbie. Um, and the guidance counselor is like, oh, Reverend, I'm calling because uh, you'd never responded to the letter that I sent home with Mary last week. Um, but I've gotten so I have some like options for her that I wanted to let you know about some like a junior colleges that she might be able to start out in the fall that are still accepting applications. And the Rev is like, what are you talking about? She's got a spot at Crawford in the fall. And we find out that Mary, um, with guidance counselors, like, oh, well, Mary never sent in her paperwork, so she doesn't have a seat secured at Crawford, and she hasn't pursued any other options either. So, like, she's got to, if she's planning on going anywhere, um, these, are, these are, like, the options I wanted to let you know about. So the Rev is like, oh, no. And he tells Annie, and they are all angry, and then... Mary walks through the front door and she's like, I'm dating Robbie again. So they're all very pleased with her decisions. <laughs> um, so they confront Mary about the fact that she's not going to college. And she says, well, I'm glad you know now, but that's not what I like. This is not what I want. I didn't, wa- I didn't want you to find, find out, out this way. They don't really like have an a, like, a actual full conversation about the topic. She kind of just runs off. Well, don't... Th- oh, yeah, yeah. It happens like later. Um, so... When they do have this conversation, uh, Aaron and I were talking about earlier how it's actually her reasons. Very, very mature. Yeah. Her reasons for not going to college are um, are good reasons. Um, she basically says, whereas Matt is going to school and um, and being in so much debt, he knows that he has a goal and a purpose at the end of it. So he's doing it for a reason. Whereas if I feel like if I went to school right now, I would not be, like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if it's the right thing for me. And I will be acquiring all of this debt for no good reason. So I want to go to college when I have a better grasp on what I want to do. Um, and Annie, Annie's whole point is that, you know, everybody thinks it's so easy to do it. But it's really hard to, like, start over later in life or go to school later in life. And, and uh, Jessica Beale's character, Mary, says, well... You know, it's hard, but it's not impossible. Um, and, yeah, we have to, like... These Those are, are very valid yeah. reasons. And, like, I don't know, would they rather just her just go start college and, like, not really want to be there and possibly, like... Waste their know, money. Waste money, not really care about the classes, maybe not go. Like, all of these things that could happen because she's just not interested in going to college right now. And she's like... But... So their whole plan is that, well... She can't just not go to college. Well, they need her to, like, oh, she's. they tell her that she's going to need to get a job and stuff because, well, the next scene that she has with them, I believe, is that they're like, oh, well, we're okay with it that you're, like, accelerating your entry into the real world, but in the real world there are bills and um, rent and things, so they're like, you are starting in September... We expect you to pay us, like, room and board um, because that's what people in the real world do. Uh, and you you either have to work or you have to go to college. And she's like, well, maybe I won't live here and then I won't have to pay you rent. Um, so we get that this is some sort of ploy to kind of make school the better option. She clearly doesn't want to be working. 
So they're like, oh, we'll like paint her into a corner so that her, the only thing she can do is go to school. Um, this backfires almost immediately. Um, before it does backfire, we do have a little ice cream date between Robbie and Mary. Um, Robbie, we were getting pizza. Uh, no, they were getting they were getting ice cream. Remember? Right. Is this when they saw Cheryl? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, before they go on their ice cream date. Robbie runs into the Rev, and the Rev basically says, I don't buy anything that you're saying. Um, I think you're full of shit, and I'm going to be keeping an eye on you. I know that Mary's forgiven you, but I don't... You're not a changed man. Um, So while Mary and Robbie are on their date, Robbie kind of... Well, Mary tells Robbie about the fact that she's not going to school, and she says that she's more like focused on spending time with him. I was like, girl, you had all these great reasons before. Don't, like, minimize all of this to be about him. Well, I mean, she did She did fail to send in the papers before he ever came back. Right, right. So those probably were also real reasons. No, um, she, like, obviously, I just didn't like that she, yeah, made, like, that centered she it like, around yeah, him. I, don't ha- I can't go to college now because I have to pay attention to Robbie. Um, so while they're on the promenade, Cheryl sees them. We find out that, actually, Cheryl and Robbie only broke up a week ago. So... This whole, like, I've been spending the last three months changing, I want to be a better man for you, like, that whole thing is, set, like... Fake. Yeah. Or there's doubt put on Robbie's motives, which is, this is my, like, big question. So, they've, in the beginning, they've, like, I, I guess the whole thing with getting to the point where Robbie wanted, the only thing he wanted from Mary was to sleep with her. Like, okay, so he's, like, made into a sleaze. But then why have Robbie like chase after Mary if he's not going to get what he wants from her or like are they like I don't understand this maybe he's like I need a new approach <laughs> oh. if I really convince her that I'm changed and then I really convince her that I love her but like that's like in it for the long haul right <laughs> when he has like this other girl yeah I don't I don't get it I don't get like Robbie's motivation Maybe he really does like her. Love Mary. I love her, I guess. Um, so Cheryl decides that the way that she's going to get back at Robbie, because she realizes that he he was cheating on Cheryl with Mary, um, was is to tell Mary everything that Robbie's up to. Robbie makes a very half-hearted attempt <laughs> yes. at stopping Cheryl. Like, Please don't tell her. You can't. So Cheryl's like, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've not done anything to stop me, so I'm yeah. going to go and do this. Um, but the episode ends with Mary coming home and saying that she's figured everything out with Robbie <laughs> and that they're going to move in together. Because apparently Robbie is starting at Crawford in the fall, and he's looking for a roommate, so it'll be great. They're going to move in together, but just as friends. No, just as roommates. They're not going to oh. do anything other than be roommates. Oh, okay. They're probably still dating, but they're just not sleeping together. Yes. So the plan has backfired. And it's to be continued. What? Very dramatic. Yes, very, so much drama. At least all the the other season finales had some sort of, like, thing happening. Like, oh no, Mary's pregnant. Oh no, Mary might die. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Oh no, Mary might move in with Robbie. I guess that's the thing. Um... Ugh. Yeah, not great. Um, just very confusing. Very strange. Right. Like, obviously the theme of the episode is everybody's, like, romantic entanglements. But 
Is that really something you want to base your season finale on? Well, it's Seventh Heaven. That's what most of the show revolves around, really. Meh. Meh. What would you rate this episode? Um, Three. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three as well. It seems... Like, it wasn't... It was kind of funny how poorly put together it was. Yeah, I don't... It felt like amateur hour at the... Editing room. Right. And just story and dialogue and everything. And acting. And acting. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a bunch of scenes where I was like, the babies are acting more than you are. We did have a moment where one of the little twins was like, "Uh uh-oh, because Mary was in trouble. And I was like, ah, this is cute. And the dog acting. There was dog acting, too. there was dog acting, too. Um, Well, hmm. anyway, tune in if you're on the... Like, there's no... This isn't, like, a cliffhanger. Right. Like, what's going to happen next? Tune in on Wednesday to find out on Camden Cast. Or, I mean, you could watch the show in the meantime on Amazon Prime Video. But, um, but before you do that... Uh, you can check us out on Instagram or on Twitter. Our handles are at Camden Cast Show. We are also on Facebook, uh, Camden Cast. And you can listen to us on the iTunes app, podcasts, or on SoundCloud. Or, if you have a lot to say, you can send us an email like Katie or Larry and that's camdencast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. This is Camdencast. <laughs>